What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Run Happy Podcast. I'm Baxter Friedman. And I'm Charlie Rook, and this is a podcast for people that want to improve themselves as runners as well as people, and always run happy. Let's get into it. What is up, everyone? It is episode 18 of the Run Happy Podcast. Today, we're here with Alec Baston. How are you doing, man? Doing well. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Why don't you start off by telling everyone just, uh, just a little bit more about yourself? So, my name is Alec Baston. I grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Ran at the University of Minnesota. And now I get to train with the Under Armour group out in Baltimore. It's part of kind of a new group that popped up in the, na- in the last um, year or so and kind of excited to be a part of kind of the first first part of that group, yeah. Heck yeah. So um, how did you get involved with Under Armour? How did that all start? Uh, so I got connected with um, through my agent um, to Corey and – yeah, I think we hit it off pretty early on. He was a steeplechaser. I, that's my primary event also. Um, and I think a lot of our philosophies and kind of how we thought about things aligned. And um, so I started training under him and have really kind of, I think, hit a groove in training. And um, I'm in a place now where I'm pretty excited going into a big 2024 that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice to, it's nice. To, I, we've, heard, we've talked to a couple of you recently. It sounds like the, the team's uh, gelling pretty well and uh, everything's go, going ahead smoothly. So, how was, how was the transition from like college running to pro life? Uh, it was a little bit different um, for me. I, so my first year, I did my first year of physical therapy school last year. Um, so I had been mostly based in St. Louis remote for, for that year. Um, and this year I took a leave of absence um, for leading up to the trials this year um, to try to just go all in on athletics and kind of see where we could we could go with it. Um, but, I, I mean, it's – for me, definitely, like, the training is – structure a little different because you don't have like a true like cross-country season that you have to be sharp for um so it's definitely for me i felt like it was nice to really have kind of a good like solid base period um instead of instead of more so like you're trying to peak for like three different seasons so i think um i think that helps kind of with the pace and just kind of getting that bread and butter down before you um have to sharpen up and really um get after it yeah i uh i guess that'll be something that is like i don't know we, we have not experienced yet we're we're always trying to peak you know at that times and you know college college can be hard with all of that but um yeah so like i mean you ran at minnesota like tell everyone like how that like all, all that college uh years went for you uh so i like probably a lot of people my age got um an extra year beyond that um, redshirt year, so I am one of the one of the people who took ended up taking six years for college, which was I think it was good um, for me um, in my development. It did give me an extra year, kind of. Um, I think a lot of people will structure kind of their progressions, and it makes it makes sense that their last couple of years at a university are going to be their best. So 
Um, I think a lot of people coming out my year, like, like obviously COVID really unfortunate, but um, I think it definitely allowed some people to stay in like another year and really kind of um, launch their careers a little bit further, um, get more exposure in, in that last year. Um, so I think for me, for me, it was just um, all about like my first few years. I think I had some trouble like staying consistent, staying away from injuries. Um, but it was never to the point. It was, I was always able to like get a little bit better each season. So it was good. It was kind of like that um, slow kind of steady progression. Um, Cause I wasn't really probably wouldn't be considered like a hot shot coming out of um, high school. So that was really um, important for me as a developmental runner to have like steady progress all through those years. Um, and I think the program at Minnesota really set me up um, to go about that in a really positive way so that I was able to, um, to excel in those last couple of years. Um, at Minnesota, and then obviously I got um, a little bit of a bonus here to kind of, I guess, look around for what programs might um, be interested in me and kind of set up my own um, path from there. Yeah, do you think it was that bonus year that kind of like helped springboard you into a, into a professional um, running gig? It's hard to say. I mean, I mean, it's definitely um, gave me maybe a little bit more time than I would have had. Like, I think probably my biggest achievement at the in college would have been my runner up finish at um, NCAAs, which was actually the year before <laughs> my, my final year. Um, but I think, I think just having that and then having a little bit of time um, to like talk to other people probably allowed me to set myself up um, in a pretty good situation. And uh, I, I uh, remember or, like I, I would say that COVID has helped a lot of people uh, with all of that, and knowing knowing a, quite a few people that were able to find a lot of success through that year, and finding out like you know, like able to you know make mistakes and learn from them, uh, like more than like than than they would have. And like, did you think like during that COVID year that you like experienced something like that? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Um because it was like a time where like, I feel like a lot of people maybe like push their limits. Um, but I feel like I had almost taken like a different approach to that. So I um, just having had like the, that trouble with injury um, kind of early on, we really kind of focused on just like being at a really consistent volume um, and didn't really do anything super special. And I think, um, kind of maybe a little counterintuitive to like the streamline like um more is better kind of culture that kind of see in running sometimes um I think that was really good for me to just like have a consistent period where I didn't have to really like push too hard and I could just get some really um consistent running in and kind of mature in the sport um in that way where I wasn't going like above and beyond to try to peak for anything or I wasn't trying to like push through like try to get to super high volumes or anything it was just like really 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 consistent and i think um i guess that's probably probably a theme in um how i feel like i've been able to kind of grow um as a runner from yeah from early on
Yeah, man. I think <clears throat> consistency is like so important. It's like something that like not a lot of people realize. They um they think they've got to like increase their mileage really quickly and uh increase the speed of their workouts when really like it's like yeah like the the base building phase and um you know just being able to string together like good weeks after and good workouts just like you know nothing not nothing too sexy just uh just just good honest work uh <laughs> exactly exactly and that's kind of that that blue collar um kind of feel that um distance running has so yeah something that i love about the sport for sure yeah and like uh you having done that uh with covid and everything and then now you're kind of doing that as a pro like having a long time of base building do you think that that's helped you in your pro career like just like having that sense of like or like having or being able to remember uh like how that felt and everything yeah definitely i mean i think it's definitely like as a pro it's definitely like a little step up um from from like the the covid consistency um we i guess our base building phase has um like we we structure it as like kind of a nine day cycle and we have like three workouts which are probably all a little bit harder than, than i was doing like at at that period of time but yeah i think it is it has allowed me to like be pretty consistent um in just like we, i think everything we do here is pretty intuitive and then we also it's like when you're in college you have like all all of these other things that are going on in your life like school is like another big thing that you have and and i think um as a as a professional then this is kind of like your your main focus so i think that allows you to um also push yourself a little bit but then also it's like allows you to take that time to like recover that um maybe otherwise you'd be doing homework or like you hit finals week and all of a sudden you're like, Oh man, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pull a late night here. Um, but I gotta work out in the morning too. Um, so I think it's a little bit different in that way and allows you to kind of, um, push yourself maybe a little bit more than, um, in college. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, talking about finals week, uh, we are, we are officially in finals. Yeah, we're, we're in the thick of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to you both. Uh, you have, big test coming up or yeah i've got i've got a marketing exam tomorrow so it's actually it is going to be a late night uh for oh, me. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay it's over like it's it's just like cross country you know like consistency and you know just keep on grinding you know it's good things will happen so, yep yep you'll get through it i'm sure I'm sure you're in a good spot yeah exactly is that one of the is that one of your uh more like things about being a pro the uh the fact that you get a lot more time probably to recover and uh do, do what you need to do yeah i mean it is it is a bonus i think i think it's not quite as like straightforward as as that i think i think it's easy to not be intentional with with that amount of time like like you could just like get done with your run and you're like all right i'm done for the day <laughs> like yes. lay down like that not do much about it not um fuel well like prepare good like meals get to bed early so i think i think it does take like a little bit of structure um in order to like do the best that you can in terms of and take advantage of that time that you have to kind of recover um but i i do think that like having that time if you structure it in the right way can be really positive but it can also just be like a wash <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I completely understand that and i guess 
for you? How have you learned to structure it? And like, what if, what are some like little tricks or, uh, you know, tidbits like on how you've uh, been able to structure it properly? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think for me, it was honestly like pretty tough because I, I have been a pretty school oriented person. And like last year I was in, um, some pretty full-time, uh, academic load. Um, and I think for, for me, it, it did take a little bit of work to like find the right structure to like, um, be disciplined enough to like, okay, even though like I don't have to wake up at, at before six to do my run today, like making sure that I'm still going to bed at a consistent, decent hour. Um, for me, it's like more so about the, the routine of it. Um, and just like, I guess setting those boundaries. So just, um, just uh, again with the consistency, I guess, um, like I'll have a pretty similar thing for like breakfast, lunch, like I'll, I'll make sure that I have, I cook dinner. <laughs> I have to start cooking dinner early enough so that I can eat and then like relax and like be in bed by a decent time so that I can wind down and get to bed and kind of do it all over again. So it's, Again, like you said, it's not um, anything super sexy, but it's just like that consistency. I think feel like for me is something that's um, really important and and was was honestly hard to structure kind of at the beginning. I think it was hard to be disciplined when I didn't have that um, structure outlined for me. So, yeah, uh, sorry. Oh, well, yeah, I will say um, with like building a habit and everything, it does take a while, and like it's it's definitely hard to it's hard to form. I think it's like something along the lines of like it takes 24 days to build a habit and like 70 days to build a lifestyle and when did you start seeing that lifestyle like click for you yeah i think it was um probably like it took a little bit after like you take your season break and then you're kind of starting to get back into it um and then i think it was just like like for me thinking thinking I had to think through it and like be really structured with myself. Cause I feel like if I, if I didn't kind of like plan it out for myself, at least to start, like now, now I'm in a pretty good routine where I don't have to like think about it too much, but like I did have to be like, okay, I'm going to like wake up at this time, like make breakfast at this time. We'll have working out from here to here. I need to get good food after like, and then I need to be like wrapping up dinner and like winding down by a certain time. So I think for me, it was like being really disciplined about like that for like, like you said, it probably, probably had to be two to three weeks before things kind of started becoming a little more automatic and it and I kind of felt the rhythm. Um, and then, yeah, just trying to keep that flowing through like a, a, training camp like this out here i think has like definitely brought along the fitness and like consistency of training and like has just yeah helped bring it along a little bit yeah definitely i mean finding a routine and uh building a lifestyle is always it's always hard to do i remember when we first got here freshman year <laughs> oh goodness it was yeah. very difficult. Oh man, yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> that mm -hmm. was a big lifestyle change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, especially like you're going for like at least me in the Midwest. Uh, me being in the Midwest, coming to the South, it was like, ooh, okay. It was like right. cultural <laughs> and like lifestyle changes. It was uh, it was certainly a lot. But I wanted to ask. Um, so other than like other than running, like in the, in your day, because obviously after you work out, you might have some free time. Do you like 
do you do you do any like hobbies or jobs on the side some stuff like that to keep yourself busy or you just kind of like um <laughs> you, you you get a lot of rest during the day yeah a lot of rest during the day um i picked up um guitar for a little bit again um but that that's at that's back in baltimore right now um so i'm excited to get back to that um i have started reading some some books <laughs> along the way um and i mean i feel like at, at altitude camp too it's just kind of fun to just like um just hang out with the guys. Um, it's a really good group and we're pretty close here. So it's kind of fun to, um, just find things to do with them. But yeah, I, I guess <laughs> I don't have too many like super, super interesting hobbies. Um, other than that. Oh yeah. Like running can take a lot out of you. So it is hard to stay, uh, or it's hard to keep being like energetic throughout the day. But uh, yeah, I mean, talking about like the team and everything, like we've, we've already asked everyone, but like, you know, everyone's got different answers with this but how's the team culture uh at under armor and like what do you think it like what do you think y'all's culture or sorry hold on why do y'all think y'all's culture is important to the team i so that was one of my favorite things like about this team was that it it just seemed like a really collective group of guys who are gonna like work really hard for each other and i think um at the professional level, that's a definitely a little more um, rare to find where a team that's just like as cohesive, like does pretty much everything <laughs> together um, and are all just super positive, like kind of on the same page, um, would do anything for each other. So um, for me, for me, that was su a huge positive and um, super important to me. And yeah, I, I love all the guys on this team. I love the culture excited for the upcoming year because i think with that kind of mentality you can do some special things yeah definitely i think when you're uh yeah i mean even if you're even if it's an individual sport on the track you got like you got to spend some uh, responsibility to um to the guys do you do you feel like that at all like um that you're running for like you know to yeah like running for them as well even though it's just you out there on the track oh totally yeah yeah like absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah like, what are um like what are some things that y'all do as a team that uh like helps grow the culture uh up at altitude camp we've been playing like board games like i don't know if anybody's heard of sequence that's been it's kind of a it's a pretty basic game but it gets pretty intense um we have also played some some poker i'm up a decent amount um on poker it's not like a huge buy <laughs> like five dollar five dollar buy-in and um just kind of have some fun with the team um i there was one um we did a trip to to sonic that was kind of fun yeah you gotta do it get some get some good ice cream get a footlong glizzy and um have a night <laughs> yeah i found out they like i found out they served breakfast like all night the other day yeah. And like I like don't know why that was like really important for me to know. Apparently, like was it their 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 I'm sorry their breakfast burritos are like really good. Yeah, they they were. Is it? Like, yeah, Is it? I, I'm a big breakfast burrito guy, so yeah. I'll have to try it out next time I go. I didn't know they had breakfast even. I'm a... They do. I was like I wasn't not a believer until I tried it. And okay, <laughs> and okay. I tried okay. it. I'll get John. I'll get John to take me over there tonight. 
Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get some breakfast burritos. How it is. But yeah, so like, I mean, we, we believe that culture is like one of the most important things to the team. And like, that's that's how we believe that we can grow. Like, I mean, as runners and like as people as well. And like, do you think that like you, you being around like all those, all, all your teammates has helped you like grow as a person? And yeah, like, absolutely. Say that again. But like how, like how, how has the team culture helped you grow as a person? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think everybody kind of has their like own strengths and weaknesses that they bring to the table. Um, and I think just like, just like learning from these guys, who a few of them have been like on the professional running scene for a little while now um, and kind of know their way around um, and have matured in the sport a little bit more. So just like learning from them and then also like getting energy from um, the guys who just joined the team. Um, It might be, I guess, quote unquote, a little bit fresh, although I'm probably, me and Matt are probably the younger guys on the team. So I guess, I guess we get a little more mentorship than um, <laughs> than the other guys. Hopefully, they can learn a little bit. <laughs> they get to learn a little bit from us too. But I do, I do feel like those guys um, are definitely um, wise beyond their years, and um, I've grown a lot just yeah, getting to know them and learning from them. No, yeah, like I, I can agree to that. Like, I mean, we're on the younger side. I mean, we're sophomores, so we're about to be that. Uh, the older guys that you know mentor the the freshmen, the sophomores, whatever. But uh, yeah, like having the juniors and the seniors coaching us, coaching us. Uh, yeah, is, uh, is is really beneficial because I mean they'll tell you things that you know the coach might not tell you, and it's it is really nice. But um, I will say like you all went to the Sound running cross or cross champs uh this past weekend, and you know running as a team in like a cross country race, which. I don't think like that's that's not a very common thing as a as a pro. How did that? How did y'all's team uh, act in the race? And like, do you think that y'all did things better than other teams? And like, how? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think for for that race, I think it was super great for us because I think yeah, like you said, there's not a lot of opportunities to compete like as a cohesive team. Um, and obviously, that's a that's a pretty big part of like our culture and like how close we are um and so just being able to like highlight that um by racing a team (laughs) a team event is um a pretty cool opportunity and uh we did it last year too um and i guess i hope we continue to do um something along those lines because it's it's also a really good like so there's the team aspect, and it's just a really good like time of the year to kind of have a fitness check, make sure things are um, all clicking. Um, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know that we necessarily do anything better or worse. I mean, obviously, um, NAZ was there; they're always going to be like super tough team. Um, but um, I think, I think what what we have is pretty special and yeah, it's, it's exciting to see kind of everybody, everybody's starting to fire around, around this time. And um, yeah, just getting excited about the indoor and then outdoor season to come. So it's, it's a good momentum um, builder also to kind of just be a part of that kind of race. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's nice to see. Yeah, like you said, like, there's not too many opportunities, especially um, for a pro team to go out and compete uh, as a team. So that's a lot of fun. How did that race for you um, go for you individually? Yeah, it was a it was a good race um, overall for me. I think it was it was what we needed it to be, um, and I think it was fun. It was good to like work in that pack with like. Um, yeah, Casey and I kind of ran behind um, Alex Masai for for a while, but just I guess working together in a in a group with those guys was pretty fun. So, it was, um, and just like yeah, having having John in there for a lot of the way too, and just like yeah, just gritting it out on a rainy day and um, in Austin was pretty fun. So, uh, wait, did John did he pace? Uh, John John raced also. So he was part of that part of that group, yeah. I swear, uh, I don't know why. Like I, I looked at the results and I could not find him. Uh, maybe maybe I just passed by his name or something. Uh, oh yeah. Um, I don't know what what he ended up finishing, but I mean, I think he was he was up there too. They they did have some issues with his with his results because he didn't go over the um the whatever the split pad thing is on the last lap. So they didn't have him initially in the results. I, I wonder if it was something like that. Um, but yeah, he didn't count towards the, the team score initially. And we were like, oh, no, did he drop out? <laughs> so so, um, so we're glad that he did He did end up finishing. I think, <laughs> yeah. I should have asked him about that because I'm not going to lie. I didn't, well, he also said that he was uh, he's still coming back from injury. So I, like, I don't know. I should have asked him about that. But it's, it's okay. Um but you did really well. You ran like uh twenty two highs. Is that correct? Yeah, at twenty three seventeen. So I think that ended up tying my my personal best from um from college without like obviously like that being a peak race for me. Um, so so we're I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, and felt pretty strong and um just being able to go out there and kind of win a group i think was kind of the goal and i think we we set out there and and did and executed the game plan um so yeah it's like it's an exciting place to be yeah just having a full kind of block underneath you and like staying healthy consistent um all those things yeah that's awesome yeah it's also it, it's great when the when the first race goes well or the yeah. <laughs> finish check yeah, goes well yeah it is you can kind of like <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right it's good it's going okay yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely but um you're you said you were mainly a steepler so why don't you tell us a little bit about that so how did you get into steepling yeah. and like you know what what sort of goes into all that for you yeah so i guess um so our freshman year of of college our coach has i'll go over like a hurdle at <laughs> at team camp and um I think he weeded out some of the guys right away. <laughs> and then um, the rest of the people who were able to make it over decently well um, ended up having a steeple race kind of in the in the spring of that year, kind of redshirt year. So not too much pressure. Like you kind of just go out there and um, and obviously you want to compete well, but, um, but and like, like progress, stay consistent. But yeah. Um, I think after after a couple of a couple of guys did one race and then a couple more did two races and then um, a few of us ended up sticking with it um, in the long run. So 
um, that's kind of how, how that happened. Um, and I think Minnesota being a pretty decent um, steeple school over the last few years overall, um, definitely one of my um, role models, mentors, OBSA, um, was an NCAA champ um, at Minnesota. And um, it was kind of like, I think, I think sometimes schools are like, oh, if you can't do anything else, you do the steeple. But at, at Minnesota, like I looked at OBSA and I was like, oh, I want, I want to be a steeplechaser. And like, so um, yeah, I guess, I guess the mentality around steeplechase might be a little bit different too. Um, and I don't know. I, I love the race. I, um, I think it's probably one of the, one of the more unique fun races out there. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Our coach would be really glad to hear you say that as well. He, uh, our, our <laughs> assistant coach was a steepler back in, um, when he was running and, uh, yeah, he, he'll tell he told us because Baxter is getting into steeple. I remember hearing oh, him nice. say, yeah, I remember hearing him say, um, yeah, so many people, they just like, they think if they can't do anything else, they can do steeple. And I actually, just, I just hate that. It's like it, yeah. it's hard. It's like a special breed to be able to actually. It is. It is. race successfully. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. So what? Um. I mean, I was gonna ask. Oh, go ahead. You can go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna tell a little little story about my first uh, steeple experience. Uh, because like I'm not gonna lie, I I was like, well, I mean, I played basketball, so I was like, okay, I can jump. Like this is gonna be fine. Uh, and that was just not the case. Uh. And, yeah like after like there it was, happens man I, yeah, same no, I thing like, i'm gonna be a natural at this and like yeah. oh my gosh no like after the mile i was like holy crap i've still got like three and a half more laps of this like this is just it's just killing me but uh and then mm-hmm. yeah like this was not because of the steeple it certainly did not help but i went to the hospital that night uh for um, oh my goodness hydration and like sun poisoning and all that but wow yeah, it was a, i have like it's a core memory now. Uh, that yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always say if somebody's going to try the steeple, like you can't just do like one and then be like, Oh no, it's not for me. Like, I feel like it's something that you absolutely can't decide on your first one. Like you have to do two. If you're going to, if you're going to try it, you have to do two. Um, Cause you'll probably get a, a decent amount um, better on that second one. And, and then if you don't like it after the second one, you can decide it's not for you, but <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he's gonna be he he's gonna be much better at it on the on the next yeah. one. That was yeah, uh, it's just such a different mm-hmm. event. Yeah, and yeah, it needs a little bit of maturing for sure. Yeah, what sort of stuff do you um do you normally do to train for it? For the steeple, yeah. Uh, I mean, this in the fall and the winter, we usually, I, I think there's different ways you can go about it. Some people um, like to be consistently going over hurdles and. And whatnot. I don't jump over hurdles in the, in the fall. Maybe a little bit um, in the winter, going into the into the outdoor season. But um, but yeah, I guess it ends up being like not much. Di- like the best steeplers just like get really fit, and then they're coordinated enough to get over <laughs> to get over a hurdle. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you can see it like at the at the most elite levels, like some people have some like pretty crazy um, form going over those barriers and they're, oh, yeah. they're just fit as fit as can be. And, um, and yeah, so I, I truly think like still the fitness comes first, but then um, 
I've been lucky enough to have a pretty decent hurdle technician as a coach um, over the last year. So we've definitely worked on some on some form stuff, but mostly like in the in the spring. Um, and we'll do after a strength workout, we'll go over a few hurdles or um, during our more specific stuff, we'll put barriers kind of where the steeple barriers would be in a race and um, just work on some specific fitness that way. Um, so, so that is something that I didn't really work on until, um, until I was under Corey. So, um, that'll, that'll come along too. That'll get better. So excited for that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, our coach does that too, where it's like, we don't really do steeple training until like it's outdoor season. Uh, I mean, I think it's smart. Um, but yeah, so you're, I mean, right now training for like the Olympic trials and, you know, is, uh, like how is training looking for you? And also, are you, um, are you going to try to get into the steeplechase for the trials? Definitely. Um, I think my time from last year should, should be, uh, a qualifier. So I think I should be in at this point. Um, but I think, yeah, training has been going pretty phenomenal over the last month or two. So, um, definitely, definitely looking forward to like, I guess first step being like having a good indoor season and then um, obviously continuing that into outdoor, but definitely feeling optimistic about where we're at with fitness and um, obviously not having a, a full school load too and um, being able to recover and have my nice um, schedule and everything. Um, I think we'll hopefully bring things along a little bit also. So yeah, just in a good, in a good spot, I think moving into this year that's awesome um before these big races like do you have kind of like a certain thing you like to say to yourself in your head or you just kind of go with the flow you know what sort of you know how do you kind of um deal with like pre-race nerves or like what whatever it is for you yeah i mean i think for me and i've actually been um there's a sports like resource at under armor that i've been i've been working with um and i think for for me it's like mostly having a good plan going into it um and just thinking it through obviously not being like super set on the plan the plan is flexible once you get into a race because anything can happen but like just kind of going that over that visualizing um and then i can get to the race and i've kind of thought through it enough to the point where i can just kind of go out there um and execute the plan and respond um if i need to so i think just doing i think for me like for for a while i didn't really think about it until until race day and i think um i think i guess i like the the planning that goes into it beforehand because it feels like i've done the mental work um to be mentally ready for those big races um and then i can just go out and execute I gotcha. So, like, whenever you, uh, I mean, so you say you think about it, like, a couple days prior. So, like, what what does go through your mind? Like, do you uh, visualize the race and, like, kind of, like, all right, this is whenever I'm going to make the move? Or do you just, like, give yourself, like, just little word pieces of advice, like, to to remember in a race? or? Yeah, exactly. Like, um, yeah, visualizing how the race might go. And then also kind of, like, like, what am I going to, how am I going to respond when things get hard like 
is that going to be for some people like me it's like all right relax the shoulders um increase the cadence um we're gonna we're gonna get going a little bit here um and not have to like boom respond and then sometimes things go maybe a little bit more solid and you tense up a little bit but for for other people it's just like I'm, I'm just going to dig my teeth in and like, go get this thing. Like, um, so I think for everybody, it's definitely a different kind of strategy that they need to have when things get tough in races. Um, and just like pra doing, practicing that, um, in your harder workouts and throughout the season before you get to those big races, I think, um, is a helpful strategy. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, yeah, this visualizing the races for me is probably one of the things that I, I enjoy doing the most and like I think it's been the most beneficial for me and uh for for me whenever I uh have those times where it's like I need to be reactive in a race uh yeah I'm one of those like you know grip my teeth and go try to go get it but like whenever I mean so staying calm is also like another great way to uh to react and like just make a smooth press and so that seems like that's more your style is that yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah, so like, how does that how does that help you in a race uh, rather than you know catching people? Like, does that help you be more efficient or like, you know, I don't know, more mentally uh, sound or what goes or like why choose the uh, the more smooth press rather than like a like a hard surge? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. I think the easy answer is just like that's what I found works best for me. Like when I. Um, grip my teeth and dig in i think sometimes um things tend to go the other way and i feel like i sometimes fight against my own body um and like the harder i work the harder my body kind of breaks down a little bit so i i just felt like the that um that cue for me has been the most helpful like as i've practiced it um but yeah again it's like obviously like just so individual um for the person like what what they need to do to kind of get to the get to the end and um perform their best so yeah definitely i think i've uh i'm trying to learn uh the uh the smooth yep. method uh, it's, a, it's a learning process yeah yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i've always been the the grit your teeth uh and and try and go get it guy and so and but yeah you're absolutely right like when you do that you tend to fight so hard that like you're fighting yep. yourself and you like tense up and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and so like, yeah, man, form, uh, form matters. Is that, that's something you have to work on ever? Like, um, has coaches ever told you that you've needed to work on, um, form through high school, college, or even, even your pro career? Uh, I ha I haven't been told necessarily that I need to work on form, but we have, we have, um, a really awesome strength and conditioning coach um, that we've been working with. And like every once in our training cycle, like our nine day training cycle, or actually twice in that nine days, um, we have a, what we call a speed development session um, where we kind of work on, on kind of closing speed mechanics and just being an efficient runner. And I think, um, I think that's been super helpful. Like she, she'll take videos of us and we'll go back and, and watch them and see um, kind of what, what we can improve on. Um, and I've definitely found like a few, like she definitely found a few things that have really helped me um, improve my, my closing speed and strength. So um, that's another little, 
I guess, secret weapon, hopefully, that I'll have um, this outdoor season that we've been working on that we might not have had before. Yeah, so, like, whenever you're, um, she, you know, does all this for y'all, like, what are, if, if you don't mind sharing, what are some of the things that y'all do that you've uh, found helpful? Um, so I guess we do, like, like, essentially... What I, how I like to think about it is like intentional strides, I guess. So you can you can do your strides at um, maybe starting at like mile pace and just work on like efficiency through that. You can work on it through 800 pace, work on efficiency through that. And then also the hardest one to maybe relax through would be kind of that all out um, sprint mechanics and um, kind of working on visualizing so I guess looking at the form first and foremost, um, but then also like while you're doing these, you can visualize um, how the end of a race is going to be and um, finishing at the front of whatever group you're in versus versus at the back. Um, and I think those are all things that we try to work on in those sessions. I gotcha. So like whenever, so what y'all are doing is y'all are doing strides and she's taking videos of it and then are y'all comparing it from your other races and then seeing like things that you can improve on or is it she just telling you straight up like this is like something that like needs to be fixed yeah i mean we've looked at we've watched like other races with like a good a good camera angle um and yeah she she compares it we have some comparisons from like the first time we we did it when um we hadn't done like a true speed development session to like to like now and you can definitely see like the improvement of even just like thinking about these things that she's telling you to um improve upon so yeah absolutely um yeah that sort of stuff that sort of stuff is really helpful <laughs> i know our coaches have um every once in a while our assistant coach will whip out his phone camera and be like yep. see this right here right here you're yeah, over, you're over a right good tool. it's a good mm -hmm. tool yeah yeah is. yeah and there's there's like those common things but again it's like it's like everybody's different where like some people will overstride some people understride like some people are just too up and down like <laughs> and so like yeah i guess just yeah having a phone looking at it um comparing it to maybe um some professionals who have really good closing speed and seeing kind of how they they move and um finding what's best for you yeah yeah and um i guess like i mean talking about form and you know figuring out what's right for you uh can help you have a, a like a big breakout race for at least high schoolers and uh like i mean i guess for everyone um but like what is like some like whenever you had a breakout race or did, did you ever have a breakout race um i mean i've had a few over over my my period of running um like what what do you think like like what clicked whenever that happened and like what went right in those instances that like once once that happened you just never looked back and you never changed that yeah i mean for me it's i think it's really just going back to just being really consistent i think it's also um being in a in a good like mental state of mind going into races and like having worked through that um kind of part of it um and yeah so sometimes you get those races where you're just in in a good flow state and um i guess 
like learning like looking back on like when you have your good workouts versus your bad workouts and like seeing like what what might have like led to that kind of flow state i think helps you kind of unlock a little bit um but i think just just i guess nothing i think for me nothing really beats like doing the work just getting stronger and being consistent um i don't think there's anything super super magical that um leads to a breakthrough i think it's just like like blue collar stick with it like like over the long haul be consistent do a little bit more every year and um and progress yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's it, again I, I think like one of the the main themes of this uh episode is like you know consistency is key and like i mean there's there's nothing sexy about it it's just like you know whatever like it's you just got to put in the hard work and there's no magic formula that's going to get you that um exactly and and i think part of it too is like is like it's going to be tough sometimes and like sometimes you'll you'll hit that plateau and feel like it's like not going to get better and then but it, you're staying like consistent you're doing some some a little bit more like throughout the years like that's all going to add up and um eventually leads to that kind of breakthrough that you're talking about yeah yeah and um well i will say for you i mean you seem like a very humble person and like i know that uh whenever it comes to running it's it's hard to like you know have that like oh i i'm like hump because humble can sometimes get confused with not competitive and you need to be competitive yeah, uh, on yeah, the track. yeah for so, like, sure how do you uh, how do you deal with that whenever you get on the track like kind of like I, yeah, I guess i don't know like being humble on the track how does that work um like you're saying like being humble well, like, versus being humble competitive person, and then being like turning into a competitive person whenever uh need be yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i don't think that they're they're as at odds maybe um as it might as it might seem i think i think when we think of competitive people we generally tend to associate like maybe a little bit of cockiness like um um but i think i think you can have like a calm a calm confidence too and and just really be out there to to prove your own potential um and maybe not necessarily like and being competitive in in that way um versus like in i guess like obviously you want you want to absolutely like beat like i want to beat all of these all of these steeplechasers but like at the end of the day like like i i don't think i've met anybody on the circuit that <laughs> like i didn't like or like so so i think it's just like at the end of the day like you don't need to have like malice towards towards your competitors it's kind of um your own think about it as like you're on your own like quest to like be the best person that you can be um and part part of that is trying to be <laughs> trying to beat up on on the other guys um which is which is kind of fun too so exactly i love being competitive as well uh it, it just makes yeah. it all the more fun um <laughs> exactly um but yeah i think we're getting to that time um yeah so i mean i think we want to ask one more question to end off with this do you have a um one of your most memorable um running or racing experiences that you've ever been through i think 
I think for me, and I guess this is a good theme, like going into this year, um, probably the one, the race that I remember the most, which I guess ended up being my PB also, but um, it was Olympic Trials 2020, um, and I think just making making that final um, was kind of a a breakthrough race that um, I think one opened a ton of doors um for me like continuing on professionally and and two just kind of like it was one of those races where i didn't really know what was going to happen i just kind of went out there and um tried to tried to do my best and um ended up being a really really special day um and then made that um trials final and was able to be on the start line with a lot of the guys that um I maybe a couple weeks earlier didn't think I had any business being on the start line with. So um, that was pretty cool. And now now I'm on the start line with those guys pretty much <laughs> whenever I race. So, um, yeah, I think that, that would probably be one moment in running that um, definitely stands out to me. That is really cool. Yeah, that definitely seems like something that like I would never forget if that happened to me. Yeah. Um, well, so we will, yeah, well, actually, one more question, uh, just real quick, because I know you love coffee, and I'm sure a lot of other uh, runners love it, too. I, I myself, am not a huge coffee fan, but that's okay. Is, <laughs> Fair enough. It, one day. Yeah, one day. It's going to happen. It's going to <laughs> It's inevitable. Yeah, but uh, what is what is your favorite coffee to drink, or type of coffee? I like a, I like a single-origin Ethiopian yoga chef is like usually my my go-to um if i'm going to a good coffee shop i'll get a i'll get a cortado that's kind of my my general scale for like what the best coffee shop is if they have a good um cortado but i love that you know you know it's efficient when you have a scale uh if they have this you know they're good i love that uh i've, I've never heard of that I very uh very either of those things but that's that's okay i will yeah you'll have to go try them go try them out and then you'll be a coffee guy you won't be able to turn back yeah i mean right now you know i'm on like uh i'm on the frappe and uh you know the (laughs) there you go i mean it's honestly whatever whatever you like the most like that's Mm -hmm. that's the important thing yeah i'll get i'll get a i'll get a latte every once in a while like a mocha latte and that's the treat that's the treat Exactly. But yeah, anyway, this seems like a good place to end it. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. Alec, man, we've had so much fun talking to you. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Um, Absolutely. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. But yeah, so for everyone listening, this has been another episode of the Run Happy Podcast with Alec Baston, and we will see everyone next time. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you all next week.